And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. Um, so I say welcome back, but for those of you listening for the first time on Dirt Road FM, thank you all so much. This is our first episode with them. So if you're hearing this before noontime Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S., you're actually getting a treat because you're getting it before it's actually supposed to air at noontime live on their station. So take a look at that. We're also going to have all of our other episodes on that station. Our whole backlog is there. Um, and everything going forward from today on, you know, for the foreseeable future, um, will be there. So check it out. A big thank you to the guys and girls and everybody involved over at Dirt Road FM for having us on. We're super excited to be part of this family. We've got a lot of cool things, I think, in store for you. And, you know, as always, if you are a new listener to the show, please go to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, pretty much every social media platform like share subscribe follow everything we greatly appreciate it we're doing some really kick-ass things here at the boots and whiskey podcast we get some things that that have just happened we have um, recently got our cma membership um we have been nominated to be part of the acm family um we were just in nashville voyager yesterday you can find that on there. You know, we've been all kinds of places. So a lot of cool things are happening here for us at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. And a lot of that is for all of the people that have liked, followed, shared, listened to this show. So, you know, really it doesn't go without being noticed. So thank you so much. Um, but now, you know what? Enough of all that. Today is about Andrew McManus. Andrew, 
For those of you that don't know, is a local musician here in Massachusetts. For those of you that don't know, I am from Massachusetts, and that's where we are. Um, Andrew's a local guy. He um, He's actually killing it. He's really starting to get his feet wet in the local scene and um, play in all the local places here. This kid's got it. This kid's got a great voice. Um, I would check him out wherever you are. Um, follow him on all of his socials and just take a look at what he's doing because he think I think if he keeps his feet on the ground and just keeps pushing along and doing what he loves, I think he's I think he can make a name for himself. That's for sure. Um, you'll hear all about his story here coming up, so I don't want to give too much of it to you right now. Um, now on this show, this show for those of you that have never heard it. Um, it's conversational format. There are no questions and answers per se. It's just a conversation. We do, you know, we we just shoot the shit, more or less. And that's that's what I pride myself and this show on, is that it's not your typical question and answer, um, excuse my verbiage, but boring kind of interview. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Honestly, I really do. Um, so without further ado, we do have some shout outs to our sponsors and some friends, Hogwash and Rhinestones, Afterglow Boutique, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. Um, you know, you'll hear from them throughout the episode, but until then, enjoy the show. Take a look at our friends and our sponsors. You can find them all over the place on our website, everywhere. We, we blast the hell out of them. So go check it out and enjoy our conversation with Andrew McManus. Hey everyone, don't forget to check out our friends over at the AfterglowBoutique.com. That's the AfterglowBoutique.com. Or if you're local, they have a great shop at 43 Main Street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All Boots and Whiskey podcast listeners get 20% off at checkout with the promo code BOOTS. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20% off at the AfterglowBoutique.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com you know just living the living the life brother i can tell the uh <laughs> typical typical 8 8 30 p.m panic with the uh with the kids wow. it sounds like god it's you know it's it it's been great you know but the last you know the last oh god six weeks or so you know it seems like every week somebody's sick or there's oh, yeah. some sort of something going on mm-hmm. you know you it's that. just yeah got the, that constant in the back of your head all the time and uh these, these days i've never had allergies in my whole entire life and i'm, I'm sitting here with a the sore throat every day now and i'm like this this is not typical but something something's different this year it seems like yeah. everyone's got something yeah and you know with the way you know it hasn't rained here you know in in weeks at this point so yeah you know nothing's settling it's just it's it's just you know Put a Crazy. put a bullet in me because I'm done with feeling <laughs> this way, you know. Hey, well, I caught you finally. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm so glad you're you. We've finally been able to figure this out and get you on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Of course, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Uh, 
Good, good. So I don't know how much of this you've listened to. I'm sure you've listened to every episode front to back. Uh, I won't even let you know because just about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is about you. So I'm going to let you go and let you do your thing and talk about you. And I'll, you know, I'll t- we'll talk about things along the way as things come up. So tell us who you are and what you're doing and all that stuff. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, my name's Andrew McManus and uh, I'm from Massachusetts. I grew up in, uh, I would say like the typical typical country story, small town, but I, I really was anything from the, from the standard country, country lifestyle. Just, just about the only thing I had was the, uh, the small town part in uh, Rowley right, right next to Ipswich. And so I um, grew up there, been, been in Massachusetts my whole life. Now I'm over in, in Drake it, but uh, I, I would like to say that music was always a big, big part of my life. Thought it was a passion and something I'd be, I've been singing since I was four years old, all that kind of stuff. And it, it really wasn't, anywhere near that I, I kind of lucked out that my parents weren't tone deaf and kind of were into music and so when they when they sang to me and they brought me to things I was always kind of hearing hearing the right notes and and so I, I naturally had somewhat of a a voice growing up uh, I like doing chorus I like being in like kind of the the singing portions of the theater and stuff like that but only through elementary school I was in bands I, I played just about everything saxophone um the, the typical the the recorder I did some drums I was I had a full drum kit a uh, electric guitar um, everything that you could think of but I was a master at none of it I just I I got into to rock band and that was about the <laughs> the rock band the video game and that was about yeah. the extent of it um, and so getting into uh, high school I I decided I wanted to get into a bunch of sports and I really just everything was just kind of sitting around. I never really dug into any of it. So I, I sold all my equipment. I played four sports a year and didn't really ever even touch anything to do with music again until um, college. And believe it or not, college actually freed up some time. I, I played college football at a, a D3 school in, in Western New England, studied to be a mechanical engineer. And my sophomore year, I'm like, you know what, on the, on the off season, I, I got some time now to um, pick up a hobby. And so in the in the off time I would practice some guitar and would sing as much as my my roommates would allow me to and uh I I was more into like the alternative rock like I was learning Matchbox 20 and Goo Goo Dolls and I was into that kind of stuff hated country music I'm gonna be completely honest with you yeah. and I'm like I'm I'm not into the I'm not into the doom 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 that was my that was my stance on it at the time and uh come I was always into I never knew I was into songwriting I was always good at rhyming my my dad was always good at just running around the house singing singing different lyrics to songs and I was good at kind of just picking up on stuff and rewriting portions of songs I was always good at poetry and stuff like that but not until I went through a breakup my junior year of college I really like had some time to just kind of sit and I started writing a song I kept it hidden in my desk for um, probably close to a, a year and that was really what those kind of emotions really were the first things that brought out songwriting. And at the same time I was playing guitar, I was starting to to sing to it at the same time. And uh, so I, I graduated, I was a mechanical engineer and was kind of living in a spot that I wasn't really sure of anything. So on the weekends I'd go out, I'd find an open mic night, got a little bit of a um, uh, kind of a crew that would show me the ropes and take me around to different open mic nights, give me some, uh, 
feedback on different things and started to break into music and playing out live in, in that way. But I really ultimately wanted to start a, a band. And I was um, down in Connecticut at that point after school for about 10 months and uh, decided to take a job back up in my hometown area. And as soon as I got back, I honestly put out a, an ad on Facebook and on Craigslist and built the band with the same five guys that I have playing with me now. That was six years ago. Um, and we're still kind of going strong with the with the same crew and playing out. And I know there's obviously a, a lot in between there that had kind of happened with, with songwriting and uh, just kind of making the connections and, and learning everything. But um, really my, my end goal in any situation is to surround myself with people who know a hell lot more than me. And so I, I picked up on a couple guitar players who had played in original and um, cover bands for, for years. Um, and they've really just been awesome mentors to me and, and really helped carry carry the band um, to what it is now and so where where we stand now we we uh, put the Andrew McManus band together back in 2015 started playing out in 20, 2016 and um, also still working full-time the nine-to-five as a uh, mechanical engineer on the on the sales side of things though and selling HVAC equipment so it's kind of kind of a, a mixed bag and a, a kind of different different story of how I got there but in where I, where I stand now it's uh kind of a side hobby that I I love doing and starting to try to break into the original space at the same time so um that's where I'm kind of ready to start start telling my own story yeah no so was it was it hard for you to go from one genre that you know you had an affinity for to a genre that you you know really could care less about Believe it or not, um, going to a Jason Aldean concert, you would never know. You would never know the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I had a bunch of friends that uh, I started getting to kind of spend more time with and, and really hanging out with, and everyone was into country music in, in college. And we'd go down to the Xfinity Center in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, and see, uh, I think my first concert they, they all took me to was Jason Aldean. And I, I mean, I would have been happy with the, the five-hour tailgate. And just that atmosphere <laughs> and and just the the party that went with it and i just i just fell in love with it and then uh all of a sudden we we get in and i start here hearing jason aldean and i had obviously been introduced to it and and i i started i guess that's the portion that i kind of skipped over is as i started to songwrite i realized how much more fond i was of the the songwriting and the lyric of uh country music and so yeah i i noticed that as i was writing different songs i was falling more into a kind of a country theme and um I, I somewhat had a natural twang I've, I've heard not not so much an, an accent but my voice kind of was suited more for a country like deeper deeper country tone and so that's the a lot of the feedback that I got at the same time I started really appreciating a lot of the more modern country and um all it took was yeah one one country concert and I was I was hooked I was going I was going to uh concerts every every year trying to trying to play out and um every, everything that i've done since then has been really more geared towards the pop modern country country rock side of things and i've been slowly working my way back 
working my way back in the years to uh, to some of the older stuff. And the more I dig into it, the more I uh, I appreciate some of the stuff that I I wasn't into as much beforehand. But it uh, it's been a, an interesting experience and a a lot of turned heads when when I say that I wasn't a, a huge fan of the Johnny Cash. And if somebody asked me to play a, a song that's any earlier than the '90s, and I have no idea what they're talking about, <laughs> and they're like, "You're you're." <laughs> you're a country artist and you don't know such and such. And I'm like, I'll, I'm, I'm going to put it on my list and I'm going to go, I'm going to go study it for you. But yeah, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, and I, I've told the story a million times, but I hated country music, like despised yeah. country music up until, you know, really the last six, seven years. Um, you know, my, my dad's side of the family, it was all that, the jo- Johnny Cash, the Conway Twitty, the Waylands, the, you know, the Hank Williams, you know, it was that country music. And, you know, when you're, when you're a kid listening to that, you know, it sucks, <laughs> you know, yeah. especially when you grow up in, in New England where there isn't a big, a big push of, of that, you know, especially when, you know, my age group was growing up because you're what, you're a few years younger than me, right? I'll be 30 this year. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you're a couple of years younger than me. And, you know, it, you know, I tell people all the time, like country music just, has really only become a thing up here within the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so before that, it was the Matchbox 20s and the Bush and Sound, you know, and all, all those guys, you know, it wasn't, yeah. you know, if you would have said to me, if you would have said to me 10 years ago, hey, you're going to be, you know, running a country music podcast, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> yep. And at the same time, it's it's a lot easier to relate to that, kind of the punk emo everything everything sucks when you're in in high school kind of music and yeah uh, drinking drinking beer every single night and have your own house on a piece of land and all the stuff <laughs> you hear in a country song so i guess it right. all kind of makes sense as you, as you grow up and relate to all the all the country all the country yeah. music these days yeah you know and that's 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 always been my thing is my my musical tastes have always changed with whatever was going on in life you know when i was yeah. a you know when i was a you know a an early teen, middle school, high school, you know, it was country, it was classic rock because that's what my parents listened to, you know, and then it was, you know, I got into the Ozfest genre, I guess you could say, you know, and that was still relevant because, you know, I was 16, 17, 18 years old and I was mad at my parents for no reason, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then college comes and it's the jam bands and then, you know, college ends and you start to have a life and start doing things for yourself and it's like oh country music really makes a lot of sense now yeah i had some very distinct playlists especially through all these transitions i mean when i was growing up i was influenced a lot by uh just my my cousins and my family growing up were all into just hip-hop and rap and so my first cd when i was in probably elementary school was was d12 and i was into the eminem and 50 cent and all all that standard stuff and that was that was pretty solid through high school, and then all of a sudden I got into rock band, and I'm listening to uh, all the stuff you you hear the Metallica, the Killswitch Engage, and all of a sudden now my my workout playlist is like Five Finger Death Punch, and I'm listening to some of the more I never I never got fully into like kind of the screamo stuff, but I could handle a yeah. couple bursts or two of, of that kind of music, and and in between there I was all into that super punk uh, like Simple Plan and Good Charlotte and yeah. all, all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. and it just it was phases and now and now it's country but I mean you you can't get away with going to uh playing Loretta's and not going back to that 90s alternative rock and punk kind of stuff too so it's it's kind yeah. of fun going back and pretty much pretty much playing a split set nowadays and uh yeah the guys that I happen to 
get along for the for the band all my all my bandmates are um very very fluent in that kind of music so when we say we want to add one of the the classic or uh 90s 90s rock tunes it just we don't even have to rehearse it we just kind of hit it up and it's the next fan favorite over at Loretta's and we're like, why, why yeah. are we even trying country music? <laughs> <laughs> so how did that whole thing with you, uh, cause you play Loretta's quite a bit. Now, how did that, how did that relationship, how did that all start? Because I mean, Loretta's, they, they don't just let anybody play at Loretta's. Yeah. There's, there's been a, a couple um, big shows or big venues that I've, I've wanted to get into. And, and a lot of it is just, I realized, early on i mean getting our first gig was a matter of uh just walking into places and saying hey i get a country band i'm willing to play a free show willing to open up for somebody like whatever you can do to help us out like we got a set together we can do something and it um first place that gave us a shot was uh the uh, breakaway in danvers and they had us open up for walking the line with um kevin white back in 20 16 so they they ran all the sound for us and everything we went and just did an opening set for them but it was enough that i got enough like little promo material stuff that i can send to bars and restaurants and everything and just say hey here's here's a live video of our band playing and uh and it was a great way to start and that kind of got us into the door to some small restaurants and things like that we were playing british beer company that i i knew a couple of um my cousins had worked there and so they they would let us in and play a couple shows there and within a couple of years I'm like you know what if I could get into at the time Toby Keith's and um and then uh Loretta's I'm like I would I would be happy just kind of bouncing back and forth between those two two venues like it's just such a good time every time we we play one of those and it ended up being um for Loretta's I think I just probably every every place nowadays it's a message to their facebook page and say hey who books who books this venue and figuring out who the contact is and then relentlessly just sending emails until i mean nobody nobody really intent intentionally means to skip over your email or maybe they do but if you ping them enough times they'll be like hey i'm not i'm not ignoring you but we're we're super super booked and so we got a couple of dates even i don't know six to nine months out and finally got in there had some good showings um and I mean, we always have a have a great time and get a get a good turnout, and um, and so it, it's something that we've uh, been trying to keep up with at least every every couple of months. But um, and then similar with uh, now now six string, we haven't actually been able to uh, to get into six string just yet. But uh, back when it was Toby Keith's, it was just a matter of my bandmates had shared. Um, my bassist also plays with Timmy Brown and there was a night that they were looking for somebody to come and sing a couple songs. And so I, I stepped in with them and played a couple songs, got in their good graces and they had us there a couple of times too. So just um, keeping, keeping the networks open and just trying to reach out and um, <laughs> hounding people. These yeah, days. no. And like, it's true. And you know, I, like I, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, I you know, it's the same thing with me where, you know, I can't tell you how many emails I get a day where it's like, Hey, are you interested in this person? And it's like, yes, I am. But I also don't have an open date until October. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's one of those things I can, I can keep you in the funnel or book for October and, you know, deal with it. You know, I don't, yep. not in like a bad way, but it's, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, and it's, yep. you know, I think a lot of people don't understand that portion of it. And, you know, I, 
honestly really didn't until the last few months either, where it's like, you know, I felt like a, like an asshole being, you know, ignoring, not intentionally ignoring these people, but you know, you, you get so much and you, you know, you try to prioritize. Yeah. You can, you can tell the people who know what they're doing too. I mean, you, uh, it amazes me sometimes. And I know you, you've had, um, Jake and Jenny on and, and, uh, I remember I played Toby Keith's, um, it was a Thursday night, uh, probably in 2018. I think it was one of the right, right before they had, um, kind of changed hands and and jenny was actually at the show and came up to us after and she goes hey i'm looking to try to start something up i i would love to kind of know any advice that you have and i pretty much was kind of saying the same thing like you got a network gave her gave her a couple of um names and and stuff and all of a sudden a couple years later and she's she's reaching out to me asking me to come and do like an open mic or a, a writer's round that she's hosting and she's doing all these original shows she's booking some of the biggest festivals and and um different gigs around boston and i'm like holy crap i'm like what what have you been doing these i said do you remember when you you came up to my to my band on a on a random thursday night where we barely had anyone come in and and you were asking me how to like network and and make it in music and all of a sudden now she's got the most connections and, and just knows how to kind of do it and and in the same way that I'm trying to do it as well too just with a full-time job just doing it for fun on the side and it's just all about making the connections and uh and not not burning any bridges and and keeping those open and just being open to uh just keep expanding that that reach and and there's there's people obviously her and Annie's been doing awesome there's there's people just killing it with that that networking side and pushing pushing the uh the country country music scene in new england which is awesome yeah you know and it's it's really gotten huge you know it's you know you know i see it all over the country right but i would put the local new england scene up against any other scene across the country because it's it's really good yeah and i've i've been over to uh off the rails in worcester these past few months and um right right as they started to open up i had i had reached out and um gotten some dates there and i i've got a 11 month old son now and so playing getting getting to worcester on a weeknight or on a on a weekend to do an acoustic show hadn't been really realistic for me but i love the uh like sunday acoustic brunches that they've been doing and so i did those pretty much once a month throughout the winter and stuff and um still kind of going strong there but as i've been talking to them about what they're doing with that new venue that they just opened up and their relationships with the Palladium right next door and stuff. Uh, uh, like Worcester seems like it's exploding more than yeah. even Boston's going to be. And I yeah. know you're, you're tied in with that too. So that's um, exciting. Yeah, I am. I am, you know, and it's, it's, you know, a lot of it's crazy, you know, because you're right with off the rails coming in and getting that um, partnership with the Palladium and doing what they're doing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's actually the perfect city, I think for new England for, country music because it's right on that cusp of you know western mass and you know eastern mass you know i, I know yeah. you know you know being in central mass obviously that makes sense right but you know you get that you know there's a draw you know springfield's too far away for the people in the east to you know to flock to and then you know boston's too far away for people in springfield or that area you know so yeah. I think it. I think it's a real good middle ground, um, 
Maybe that's people. why I like it because that's where I was. That's where I went to school was in was in Springfield at, at Western New England. So I made that trip almost every every weekend back and forth, and always kind of yeah. Worcester was always that that middle ground, and so now when I I go out there, I can kind of hop over there pretty pretty quick from where I'm at. But uh, yeah, it just seems like there's so much going on and so much yeah, it's about to uh, to pop off. So it's it's exciting. Yeah, it really is. You know, and and the the venue over there now, the new one is is, is gorgeous, beautiful. It, you know, it. I was fortunate enough to see it right, you know, before anybody else really had. And like, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was, it was awesome. You know, it's, yeah. I, I think they can, they can do big things over there for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's a kind of segueing into, in, into where I even see myself. I've always, I think I was telling you and some others, um, I, I've always, as much as I, I love music and, and passionate about kind of keeping the band going. And obviously it's more of a struggle now trying to start a family and finding time. Like right now is about the only time I, I get during the days. Now, once the, once the kid goes down around seven, eight o'clock, I can go down into a little soundproof corner in my basement and practice guitar for a few minutes before I, I run out of energy for the day. Yeah. But uh, I, I still enjoy having, having the full-time job and what I do. And so I, in the back of my mind is I, I know a lot of the people you have on the the goal the end goal is always to get to Nashville get to Nashville get to Nashville record in Nashville do be a Nashville recording artist and for me I'm I'm like I I just want to be a, a Boston recording artist I want to I want to really try to thrive in this area keep keep my job and and keep my uh, a little build really a local following and like start a family and, and set my roots here and I, I think that there's enough to really build something here without having to uh without having to have that, that reach to Nashville, which is obviously yeah. uh, the end goal for a lot of people who want to make it nationally. And, and for me, uh, it doesn't seem like that's um, realistically where I want to go. Obviously it's, it's would be a, an amazing pipe dream, but in, in reality, I would, I would love to just take advantage of everything that's really blown up around here, whether it be country or just the music scene in general, there's, there's just so many new, even that, um, that new MGM building that's going in right in, Fenway it's like it's just the amount of venues that you have available from from Boston to Worcester even to uh I spend most of my summer up with my family in Guilford New New Hampshire right across from the Bank of New Hampshire pavilion and no matter where you turn there's there's always some major artist coming through with with opportunities to either open a show or even just go see a show and it's just uh it's a good good place to be these days yeah yeah you're I mean for around here there really is no you know lack of venue you know there and that's also only within the last few years too you know that used to be where there was only a handful of venues and now it's you know it's everywhere yeah they're all they're all doing that uh nashville style the the off the rails the stanzies it's yeah uh, the red is obviously it's it's cool it's a it's a cool vibe you, be, you can kind of uh, escape to a nashville and it would be it would be even cooler to see more of what um like i was saying what Jake and Jenny were doing those writers rounds. Um, I know Loretta's has been doing it too, and in some of these places, um, to to really try to push the original music as well. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I, yeah, I'm I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because you kind of took you kind of took me by surprise with what you said. Now, are you saying to me that if um, I won't I won't I I typically call people out by first name, but I won't. Um, if your wife says to you, hey, you know, you have this opportunity, you have to take it, would you not take it? 
Oh, she yep. is. She's been a hundred percent supportive. And I think if, if we ever had a chance to go and actually make, make a full-time living in, in Nashville and, uh, and, and have that kind of an opportunity, she, she would be the first one to, to jump on board and be game for it. I think, I think moving anywhere South of um, New England, as far as weather would be, would be a talking point, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, absolutely. that's, that would be the, that would be the first, first point on the, on the pros list. But, uh, but then again, it's one of those things where all of our family has grown up around here. I have, we have both of our parents and all of our extended family all within uh, our radius. And so that's been the biggest piece to, uh, to really pulling the trigger to go anywhere else. And, and every time we talk about it, um, there's, there's so much going on in this area for us. And it has always been to me a, a hobby and i and I am now getting into the original thing and it's, it's a it's a blessing and a curse because in one sense yeah. I have a really great job where I actually enjoy what I do on a on a daily basis, but it leaves me really no time to spend the amount of time you need to uh, to really have a career in music. And and to that point, I almost feel guilty sometimes to think like when you if you really want to want to make it in music, you really can't have a, a backup plan. You you need to go all in and and you like the at least from kind of the perspective that I, that I see and the people that are really struggling, you obviously have the people that go viral and uh, I'm sure you can tell by my social media presence, that's not going to be me, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, to, to really go and be the boots on the ground and, and be able to play a residency every single night. It, it's one of those things where I am blessed and cursed to have that backup to know that I, I don't think I would ever get to the point where I would say I'm comfortable enough dropping everything that I have going for me right now with family, friends, my son, like everything that's, that's going on for us right now to, to take that risk unless it was like an absolute sure thing, kind of, kind of going and trying to make it in music. And obviously who knows, maybe that's just me trying to uh, talk myself into feeling better about it but in in one in one sense it's it's obviously I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing it and making music if I didn't in the back of my mind want to make something of it but on the other sense it's uh it's something that I'm also doing almost to for for years I've been kind of dragging my feet the the song that um I just recently released I bet was that first song that I ever wrote and hid in my drawer oh sorry not I bet I won't wait was the first one that I wrote um about the breakup that I went through and obviously I'd kind of revisited it rewritten it over years and years and years but I had started to write some of these ideas that I'm now coming out with um years ago and kind of kept them all and when we formed the band it was obviously a cover band trying to get into some of these places build somewhat of a following and um get some experience behind us. But then when it came to recording and doing our own original material, it was one of those things like everyone in the band had, like everyone has a connection to be able to, to do it all ourselves. Like we, we know enough rehearse, like recording studios, people knew producers. We knew um, if we had the time and I guess, capacity between the band to, to put in the time to to record these things ourselves we could have but everyone works full-time everyone has a family and everyone kind of does this on the side 
And so for years, I just been kind of dragging my feet saying, well, if we were to be able to finally record, if we could do this, if we could do that, if we could do this. And finally, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to regret it if I never start and just kind of pull the trigger. And, I'm, and in one sense, it's like, well, I don't have the time because I have a full time job. And I'm thinking to myself, well, idiot, you have a full time job. Why don't you take that time that you don't have and the money that you're making with that full time job and invest it in, in your hobby that you're also like making some money on on the side and let's let's actually get the ball rolling and, and do something and just break the ice because if you, if you don't I'm, I'm just never going to know the process I'm never going to have that motivation to uh to finally do it and so that's where I reached out to um uh, 37 foot studio Sean McLaughlin who works with uh I know Annie Brooks on a lot of her recent stuff too and he's been awesome and I've recorded with him for these um past two projects and it just shed a whole new light on uh just the process and, and recording and what I need to work on that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it was, it was more just, I need to, I need to get over the fact that I, I can't handle this all myself. I don't have the capacity to go and do it and figure out how to put all the pieces together. So let me, let me take what I have and let's hire, hire a pro to help me out. And it's been, it's been awesome to, uh, to kind of get in there and, and finally start digging into like I said, telling, telling my own story, but in the back of my mind, I know it's the, the motivation and the goal isn't to go viral and make a bunch of money on it. I've accepted the fact that I'll probably never make the money back that I, I made recording it, but I wanted to do it for myself to just start getting stuff out there and kind of see where it goes. Yeah, that's, that, I mean, that, you know, I, I think I, you know, out of all the people I've talked to, I think you're one of two that you know, have that, like, this is, this is what it is. You know, this is a hobby. This is, you know, I, I may never make it big and I'm okay with that. I, I find that very fascinating because everybody else is like, you know, well, if I, if I don't make it in some sort of capacity, I don't know what I'll do with myself, you know, but I think, yeah, I think it's because you have that full-time job. You have, you already have, you know, a career that you love and are, you know, obviously probably good at, you know, sort of walk away from it would just be as hard as, you know, walking away from music or, or whatever. I think the problem was I was one semester short from where most people were. So usually people decide that they have a passion for music and they're like, I still got two years left of college. Like I need to just, I need to just go for this. And for me, I found out that I had a passion for music with only like one semester left. And I said, eh, you know what? I just got to finish this and figure it out afterwards. And so now I get no, I get nowhere to run because now I have a degree and a job and yeah. I actually I have that fallback and and uh that that was always the game plan and it, it kind of popped up um kind of so late into that into that process that by the time I was actually playing out and playing live it was while I was interning for um like engineering positions and and kind of making my career in that sense too so it, it never I think was a reality and it's slowly over these past couple of years become more of a reality that hey if uh, I've seen enough of these local artists and I've, I've gotten a good amount of connections and I, I see how it can be done and mm -hmm. who knows if that'll keep developing into this is something that can be done and, and will be done. And obviously it gets harder and harder as I, as I build a family around here too. But uh, it, it's something that obviously I, I'm of course never going to close the door or else I wouldn't, wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't be uh, in, in the studio of, couple weeks ago recording my next project and, and stuff like that but um 
also I I think publicly I, I like to uh, keep keep the expectations realistic and not which is good and bad obviously but uh, something yeah definitely definitely different that you know that that's great like it really is you know it's also you know I love your attitude about it where it's just like just like we talked about like you know I know I keep saying it but it's a great attitude to have where you just know where you are you know it a lot of people just don't and are just going to keep, you know, keep chasing a dream that may or may not arise, but you're chasing a dream that I don't want to say you care or don't care if it, if it comes to fruition, but you know, you're comfortable, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And, and I, I say that. And at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm always, always trying to, uh, I, I said it before. I think it's, I think it's what has kind of driven me in, in everything, whether it be, um, I, I always say when I, when I got into college and stuff and I was playing football, I had a couple of people that were mentoring me in the weight room even and, and working out when I was in high school. And so by the time I got to college, I had been surrounded in high school by the two top tier weightlifters and, and kids that had went to uh, like D1 and D2 football schools and stuff like that. And those were the two, even though they were a couple of years older than me, that I always kind of hung out with and tried to model myself after because I knew that they were so much better and so by the time I got into college I was kind of ahead of everyone else in my in my class when it came to that aspect and and I did the same thing in music where I immediately wanted to try to surround myself with a, with people that were a lot better than me that I could just learn from so that I could just constantly be trying to develop and um and I, I try to apply that to everything but it's that's been uh one of the best parts of it is um, kind of coming out and immediately just having, having this, this mentorship with all, all the guys that I have in the band and stuff. And it's, uh, it's, it's been a cool journey, even though, like you said, I kind of, I'm still doing it on the side and as a hobby, it, it's just a constant drive to want to want to be the best, even though my, my outward, view on it seems like i'm like oh well, it, it is what it is i'll take it as it comes in the back of my mind i'm also looking at all these artists and all these different people online and, and that's where i was kind of going with this i guess is I, I still compare myself to everyone who's doing this full time and trying to trying to make sure that i put that amount of work in and i'll i'll find myself it's it's a struggle sometimes because obviously i'm um on the computer and working from eight till four or five o'clock in the afternoon and then I got the kid for a little bit and by the time he goes down at seven or eight o'clock, I'll be back on my computer working on my set list or emailing people or venues and trying to get some content going and, and making my own content and graphics and stuff for social media or, or trying to get my next uh, original song together. And any, any little piece of a break that I have, um, I'm still trying, trying to dedicate to this and treat it as a business. And so it, it is uh, as much as I, say it's a hobby and treat it as a hobby i'm i'm also putting in a lot of the effort that it takes to be a business and it it's uh does become a, a pretty big stress sometimes and in the back of my mind it's like oh well you haven't posted a tiktok in like 48 hours or you haven't posted an instagram in in two days so are you going to become <laughs> completely you know you're going to fall off the grid and then i'm like why why do i care <laughs> yeah yeah so no, it, like... it's a it's a constant battle of, of how much i 
especially when it comes to social media, how much effort I, I want to put in and, and what my end goals are. I'm, I'm still struggling to try to define that in my own head. Yeah. You know, it's hard, you know, cause even, you know, even for what I'm doing, like I have, you have to treat it like, like it's a, like it's a full-time job, even if it isn't, you know, it's, yeah. and it's hard. It really is, you know, because like you said, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you're like, you know, the rest of us that have full-time jobs and doing stuff like this, like, you know, I'm sure you and your wife have had the conversation of like, well, how, how worth it is this? You know, it maybe not in so many words, but you know, the conversation I'm sure has come up and, oh, yeah. you know, you, 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 it, you, and that's, and that's a legitimate conversation and it's a normal human one, you know, and I don't think, you know, enough, enough credit gets put onto that, that, you know, everybody that's doing this still has, you know, a level of life outside of what they're doing. Um, you know, when you can't, it's, I know it's hard for me and I'm sure, you know, it's hard for you. You can't, it's hard to compare or not compare yourself to, you know, people in your, in your group, in your realm, you know, but it's, but you also need to know, you know, like you, like you do, you know, some of these people are doing it full time. Like, yeah, you know, like Annie, Annie has all day to do this, you know what I mean? Or, Whomever, whomever, not to pick on Annie, but we just, we know Annie well, right? Oh, no, yeah, she, she, oh my God, she kills it. And, and yeah, that's where I, I look at it and it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. And I, that, that's where it's just a constant battle where what, what do I, I come off as if I, I have some, some goal and I'm, I'm comfortable with where I'm at, but in the back of my mind, you're never, you're never comfortable. I, I used to think, oh, well, if, if I can play Loretta's, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Now it's like, well, right. if I can, like, yeah, now I'm playing, I'm playing shows like that and starting to get into these other ones. Well, now I want to be a part of this festival. Well, now I want right. to open up for this. And, and you never, you're never satisfied as much as you, you say you're going to be satisfied. You just, you always want to get to that next level. And now I'm getting to the point where it's like, I, I mean, I've obviously, like, I've, I've talked to a lot of these different artists and stuff and, the amount of time and effort that that goes into just just creating content just creating graphics just just trying to manage yeah, a uh a yeah. single release is such is such an endeavor and i'm trying to do that independently is is uh obviously takes a lot of time and i i don't want to half-ass it at the same time so um it, it's one of those things where i'm, I'm definitely kind of giving into that and putting putting my pride aside and trying to trying to gain gain some help and uh work work with different people for either content creation or uh like getting getting one little promo video shot will take will, will give me months worth of content and, and promotion that i could use for for ads and for videos and things like that and it's like why not why not put that effort in and and uh and do that and just just get that kind of in your in your belt as a uh, as another tool so i'm yeah I'm getting to that point trying to trying to understand it but it's it's a it's a fun ride one one way or the other and it it sounds like um and I love that's why I've really when I when I say that I listen to all your podcasts I've actually went back and over the over the weeks I've I've listened to a good amount of them if if not the majority of them because I love listening to the stories of the the backstories of where other people are actually coming from you you see one you see one thing when it comes to the the TikTok that's that's scrolling by every day and the the Instagram stories it's it's kind of refreshing to hear the true story behind it all and the, and the same struggles that you're going through and um even even your your episode with tim bono had prompted me to reach out to him and we've been um 
co-writing it um, a couple of times and played some shows together and, and linking up for some stuff. And um, it, it's just good to kind of be able to hear about the, the network of musicians and artists and stuff that you have even in New England. And obviously you've branched out far beyond that now, but it's, it's uh, an awesome platform that you've created for us. So oh. I, I really appreciate it. Oh man. Like that, that I, that, that warms my heart. I love hearing that. Uh, thank you for, thank you for telling me that story because it's like, you know, I have a lot of days where I sit here and I look at, I try not to, you know, squabble about numbers and listens all too much. Cause I don't know how much of it's accurate or not. And it's like, you know, I have days where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, am I wasting my time doing this? You know what I mean? But then I hear stories like that and it's like, no, it's not, it's not, you know? Well, at the same time you say you're booked out till what, October? I, I think you're doing pretty good for yourself. <laughs> I yeah. just, I just, I just saw today that season, season three is in the works and, or coming out. Yeah. Yeah. This, this episode that we're doing now will be within season three season. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you're doing, you're doing something right. I I guess <laughs> I guess when I mean, when you're when you're getting the emails of people reaching out to you and uh, I mean you get you get the branding you get the frequency down uh, I mean I I see you posting and getting after trying to trying to hit the algorithms and the the TikTok the behind the scenes the obviously getting into the the whiskey part of it and stuff I mean it's it's bound to to catch and obviously it already has you're you're doing doing something right man. I, I mean, I guess, and I, I appreciate that, you know, but, but like you, right. You know, I, I mean, I think you're doing something well, but I'm sure there's days where you're like, this, I'm not doing this well at all. <laughs> yeah. Know? I'm, I'm definitely a perfectionist. I, yeah, I, I think that's what has uh, kind of kept me for so long from not, not kind of moving forward. Cause I'm, I'm always going back to the point where my, my biggest struggle is I, I just was in the, um, studio a couple of weeks ago from for my next two singles that I'm releasing and I was rewriting I was rewriting lyrics on the couch while I'm while I'm watching them do the the drum takes and and kind of lay down some of the guitar takes and I'm I'm still sitting there 15 minutes away from doing the vocal take and I'm like ah I'm like should I say this word or that word and then by the time I get into the booth I'm I'm singing it two to three different ways every single time I sing it and I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'm sorry, you, you have eight takes there. And every single time I say something different. So you're, you're going to have to, we're, we're going to have to decide on which one and I'm going to have to keep running it. And, and I'm realizing that that that's kind of my, my sticking point is I'm, I'm way too overcritical to the point where I'm, I'm making changes like up to the end. And then I walk out of there. I'm like, damn, I, sh- I should have went with the first one that I said. And um, it, I'm, I'm sure it's a, it's a common flaw i guess in uh in a lot of musicians or else they wouldn't wouldn't be doing what they're doing but um just learning about pieces like that that i'm trying to trying to work on and let let flow a little bit more naturally yeah yeah and you know what it it's everything you know like you said you know you're you're trying to perfect a craft that you that you love right and you know i'm sure there's songs or things you've written like you like you were just talking about from you know years ago that you look back on and you're like wow this sucks or wow I could have done this better I need to change this or that and it's you know I I know that feeling I know exactly what you mean yeah I, I tend not to write a lot I mean you hear you hear a, a good amount of people saying hey I, I got enough of a catalog to fill up three albums I I end up 
really honing in on an idea and I, I get an idea, I write it down. I'll, I'll take memos in my like voice memos. I'll, I have a whole list of notes where I just kind of think of a line or a, a phrase or something that I, I think would be catchy as a hook and I write it down. But once I, once I kind of lock in an idea, I'll yeah. rework the song for months and months and months and months until I finally get something that, that I like versus, and, and that's probably the wrong way to go about doing it. But in, instead of kind of going and just running with an idea until it goes out and writing it in a couple of hours and then going and moving on to the next idea and maybe re revisiting it and getting like tens to hundreds of ideas under your belt before you finally pick one. I've, I've always been really kind of focused in on, on a couple of ideas that I'll, that I'll really try to perfect. And, and uh, again, might, might be a, might be something I need to work on to, to help with the quality and, and volume of material that I get out. But, Inter interesting to uh to learn and get a feel for it as i go yeah absolutely you know it's it's one of those things where you the more you do it and the more you you know you the more you perfect it i guess you could say the better it's just always going to be yeah you know um so you know i i can't thank you enough for being here and telling your story and I, I'm so happy to hear that you've listened to some of these <laughs> and and that sort of thing um, so I think you know what's coming next with with the only questions I do have and um, so what are your boots and what are your whiskey what are what is what is your whiskey what is yeah so uh, back back when i first started playing i i decided to go out and get my my first pair of boots like i said the the small town was about the only thing country about me um but i did i did invest in a pair of boots i, I believe that they were boulet and i wore them for about a year um got them in boston at a, at a small shop i think um years ago and and i wore them and i i still got them i'll wear them every now and then but i i found out that it just they they just weren't comfortable and I'm like what who am I who am I trying to fool I'm like I'm sitting here with a backwards cap on I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, out here in a cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and it just was so much more comfortable than when I when I perform now I'm just I'm just wearing what I typically wear if I'm going going for a walk down the street and I'll I'll be wearing whatever a pair of freaking Sperry's if I wanted to. So I, I do have a pair, do have a pair of boots and, and they're, they're worn infrequently. Um, when it comes to whiskey, that's, that's kind of my go-to drink with, with singing, singing now I've, I've learned over the years, any, anything too cold or too uh, carbonated is, is not, or too sour isn't, isn't good for the vocals. So my, my go-to has been when I'm on stage, I'll, I'll do an old fashioned and for a while it's been maker's mark um, nice. bourbon. But recently, I've been trying to to spread my wings a little bit, and was recommended uh, Four Roses, and and that's been my my recent go to. But uh, I've been more more on the the bourbon side of things with with an old fashioned, and I, I would say either Makers or or Four Roses would be my my go tos right now. That's awesome. So you like Four Roses? I I do. I've only had it a, a couple of times, and it's it's been more recent, so I'm. I need I need a little bit more experimentation. I, I don't I don't have much of a palette to to distinctly tell the differences just yet. Um, but I don't know it. And every single bar that you go to, every single bartender that you get makes a old fashioned completely different. So who knows yeah. if oh, it, yeah. 
that that's one thing I've learned too is that yeah. an old fashioning is many many different things depending on where you're at. Yeah, you know it, it's funny. So where um, and I and I ask about the four roses because I keep hearing about it and it's relatively inexpensive for yeah. um, the for the taste. You know, I hear like for the for the price point and the taste, it's really you know one of the better ones out there. And um, you know, but old fashioned is also my drink of choice when I'm out. Um, and I love them, you know, but you're right. Every bartender makes it different. You know, I, yeah. um, for what I do for work, there's a restaurant right next door to where like my main office is. And if I have a little bit of time, I'll go there. And the bartender, she's super sweet. Um, but she, she's from Kentucky, you know, born and raised, like, like just moved here recently, kind of, you know, kind of girl from Kentucky and, the old fashioned she makes are by far the best ones I've ever had, you know, and I don't know if that's because, you know, she's from the, from the land, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or, you know, I don't know what it is, but like hers have been the best. Yeah. For whatever reason, I I mean, I've, I've gone to what bars that call themselves, I don't know, whiskey bar or whatever. They they get a, a wide array and the bartenders looked at me and, and had to go and ask her manager how to make it. Yeah. And then I've had others that are very, very confident, but when I get it and uh, one of my bandmates is um, pretty well-versed in the different whiskeys and the different ways and, and very particular on how it's made. And, and he kind of will snuff it a lot of the ways that these bars make it and, and look at it and just be like, are you kidding me? They, they, they crushed the ice and they put what they put a cherry in that. And they, and they, they put an actual like, they didn't put the bitters in properly and it just i couldn't care less for the most part when it comes to it but i'm i'm trying to uh trying to be a little bit more attentive to how they're done and and yeah perfect perfect the taste and maybe eventually try to uh do it myself too yeah that's awesome that's great yeah cuz yeah man you know it's it's one of those things where you know I, I honestly, my taste in whiskey and bourbon and all that, it's only come within the last, you know, year, really. Um, yeah. You know, we had, my wife and I went on a, went on a, like a, a group date with, you know, a couple of other couples to a, to one of those whiskey bar restaurants and, you know, went in Rome, I guess. Right. Uh, I, I tried a flight of uh, a variety with a, a buddy of mine and, it was like, oh, this is actually really good. And it just kind of, it took off. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't lie and say it's the easiest thing to just sip. Like, I'm not, I guess that, I wouldn't say fond of it. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoy having an old fashioned <laughs> while, while I'm singing. But yeah. for the most part, I was kind of forced into it because if I, if I tried having a beer, I'd be, I'd be taking breaks off of the mic trying to, trying to burp between, between songs. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then I, I, I used to do like a, a mule or something, but the sourness would a couple voice cracks. And I was, uh, I was, I was looking into why, why I couldn't have something like that on stage. It was a little bit more, a little bit more sour and that would kind of screw with me too. So it's the easiest thing to just kind of take the edge off, help the vocals a little bit, but it wasn't too sour. wasn't too, wasn't too carbonated, just kind of a perfect mix with a little bit of sweetness. That was, uh, was the old fashioned. That's just been yeah. kind of my new, my new stage drink. So it's, something i'm trying to trying to perfect that's awesome i love it i love it man 
Oh, man, Andrew, I, I can't thank you enough for being here. And I know it's probably sound like I'm trying to cut this short. I'm not. I'm just trying to be respectful of your time and the little time you do have with your wife during the week. You know, hey, so I, no I, worries, I, man. I thank you so much for being here. And, you know, like, as always, you know, anytime you need us, you know, we're here. Let us know. You're more than welcome to come back anytime you want. You know, it's it's been a pleasure to get to know you and, and be friends. And I appreciate all of it. Well, you know, like I said, as soon as I as soon as I uh, actually schedule these these next couple of releases, I'm just going to be hounding you with emails until that because I know I know by then your your following is going to be like quadrupled, and you're you're going to be the, the main the main source of uh, promotion. So you know, you know, I keep, I keep an a, eye out I, in August for me. I have a you know, I as you know, and here in here in New England in the area, I have really only one other form of competition but they do something totally different than what I'm doing. So yeah. I think the competition's there, just not, you know, as big as I think it might be. And not to, not to spill a lot of tea, but I, I hear a lot of stories. So I just try I, I'll to. Be completely, I'll be completely transparent with you. I, I actually don't know who you're talking about. So I'll. Oh, okay. That's... Well, then we'll just leave it. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're my one and only. <laughs> awesome. Then that's all that yeah, matters. Yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing man it's it's awesome it's been a it's been a great um kind of resource too for me and yeah for, absolutely I'm sure lots of artists yeah and if anything i can ever help you out with you know just let me know you know like like you said i'm building a i'm building a rolodex of contacts that you know can only benefit a lot of people so yep i hear you wink wink yeah 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 yep i got you <laughs> big big <laughs> Big things coming. That's right. I'll, I'll be That's right. keeping an eye out for you, Jim. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it, man. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. And, you know, I, I look forward to whatever happens next for you and everything that, that comes for you. I'm, I'm super excited for you. I'm really, really happy you're here. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Well, there you have it, everyone. Um, our first interview conversation, I'm conversation here on the Dirt Road FM radio station. Thank you so much again for those guys. And, um, I, you know, it's great that we were able to have a local to me artist on for the first show here. Uh, for those, again, for those of you listening on other platforms, thank you so much. Also, check out Dirt Road FM. Um, you can find them all over the place as well. There's an app. Download that stuff right now. Um, so, like, yeah, you I mean, like you heard in the conversation, Andrew's a great kid. I think he's really got what it takes. Family guy, you know, loves what loves his wife and his kid and, you know, working and just writing music and doing the damn thing. So it's really cool to see. So, Andrew, thank you for being our inaugural Dirt Road FM interview, conversation episode whatever you want to call it <laughs> um so for everybody else thank you that is that have that has listened i can't even speak today um you know all over the place and everybody you know keep listening on spotify apple um amazon iHeartRadio. listen everywhere 
listen everywhere because it helps us all everywhere. Um, you know, pick your favorite platform and go with it. You know, we we appreciate all the platforms that carry us and especially our new friends over at Dirt Road FM. So thank you so much to them. Now, like I said in the beginning, you know, follow us on all of our socials. Next week we will have a new um, conversation. I don't give anybody any indication who it's going to be, what it's going to be, because sometimes I don't even know. Um, and not that I don't have it lined up. I have it lined up, but you never know what's never know what happens here on the show. There's been so much crazy, awesome stuff going on that, you know, it's hard to predict. Um, we do have some, some things going on. Jimmy Allen, September 2nd, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Our friends over at the Harbor Agency is putting that on. Um, we got some cool things going on. We're trying to, we're trying to get to Kenny Chesney this weekend. Um, we put in for Jason Aldean. We put in for Willie Nelson. Um, you know, we have a partnership with Bold Point Park and our friends over there at Waterfront Concerts. Um, so we have a couple more shows with them. We have Jake Owen. We have Brett Eldridge. So take a look at our website or our social medias. We will be giving tickets away for those. If you're local to New England, um, please feel free to, you know, try to get in on those. Um, and that's really it. That's really it. We got some cool stuff coming up. Um, we got the whiskey stuff starting up here in the next couple of weeks. We have a really cool thing going on for that. For those of you that don't know, we've... We did a pre-order for whiskey glasses that have the Boots and Whiskey Podcast logo on it. If you want those, please shoot us a DM. I'll send you the Venmo information and the cost on that. Um, it looks like we're getting t-shirts and koozies as well soon, so take a look at that. Um, keep an eye out for those. And again, thank you all so much for the support. It doesn't go without being noticed. Trust me. Um, I appreciate it. My family appreciates it. We appreciate you all so much. Um, so as always, guys, like I say every week, keep the boots on the ground, keep your whiskey in the glass. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for listening.